Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this week's episode. I am Chris Pullman. And Gloria Ackerman. Well, I'm not both of them. You're one. Oh, okay, and I am Gloria Ackerman. (laughs) Don't worry, she hasn't had quite a full one yet. This will still be a good episode. So, so yes, this is Whiskey and Mash, where we obviously have Have whiskey. And watch Mash. And watch Mash. Great episodes this week, but um, we'll begin with... um, First, tell how we can they can watch this or listen to this podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, well, you know, we're we're going chronologically through uh, episodes of Mash, watching them, then commenting on them. But you don't have to do that with us. If you want to follow along, you can certainly catch episodes of Mash on uh, Netflix. They're all out there. And if you want to uh, catch other episodes of this, let's say that perhaps um, you got this from a friend. Which is great. Thank you. Uh, thank your friend for sharing it with you. You can find this podcast you know, on iTunes, on your favorite podcast player, or you can go out to our website. Uh, we are hosted at narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com, where we will have a show description and all of the raw MP3 files of this linked off. So if you don't really do the podcast thing normally, you can get these, download them to like your MP3 player, and listen to our episodes that way. So, um, this week, well, I'm trying to get you to scooch over okay. a little because I'm not, you're getting more audio than I am. I know okay. I have a loud voice, but all right. So, um, this week, we are going to uh, start off the podcast with just a little bit of a uh, 10 cent origin on one of the characters. Because that was a viewer suggestion. If you want to send in a viewer suggestion or you have ca- uh, questions or comments about any of these episodes, feel free to email us at whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. But this week we are uh, doing a like a 10 cent origin on... Wayne Rogers, who is Trapper John, M.D. Yep. So, Born April 17th, 1933. Now is that is that Wayne Rogers? Wayne Rogers, That's yes. Wayne Rogers. Wayne okay, Rogers. So the actual character Trapper John. Mm-hmm. According to, uh, I'm looking at a Mash Wiki page. Trapper John was born sometime in 1922, circa 1922. Oh. Uh, like his character in the movie, he's from Boston. But significantly, unlike his character in the movie, um, he really doesn't play the, play the main character. You know, I think we've touched on that before. In in the movie, he really does play more of the lead role in the Hawkeye-Trapper relationship. Right. In the movie, he does. In but in movie. here, he's the side, definitely the sidekick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, he, he shows up. Uh, Trapper John, he shows up in MASH the movie. He shows up in MASH the TV show. And then there was another TV show after MASH, not aftermath that's a different tv show (laughs) (laughs) which is confusing but uh trapper john md and that was uh that trapper was played by pernell roberts even though it was the same character as uh wayne rogers right character 
Yeah, none of the Aftermash shows really lasted that long, but that's another issue altogether. Um, Trapper John was in the series up until... 1975, where he did not renew his contract. Okay, and what season? Um... 1975. <laughs> Third, three seasons. Three yeah. seasons. So he was in three full seasons of MASH, and then we, uh, at the beginning of season four, we end up getting uh, BJ Honeycutt in. I did remember reading something that he thought he could break out into different areas. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I think something it says on here is that um, Rogers was fed up with the fact that Trapper was being treated as a sidekick instead of an equal. Even though in, at the latter half of the third season, the show's writers started to flesh out and develop Trapper a bit more, Rogers still decided to depart, and his character was written out of the series. So Interesting. He thought he wasn't getting as top of billing as uh, Alan Alda, which I can understand. I can understand, right. Yeah, again, you know, it, 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 um, it does seem like he's more of the sidekick. Uh, just skimming through, if I may, I have uh, Alan Alda's book. I think this is the first one of them that I have. Never Have Your Dog Stuffed and Other Things I've Learned. Um, <laughs> he talks about, he has a couple passages on Wayne Rogers. So I'm just going to, I think I'm going to read one of them because it's actually kind of, uh, well, yeah, one of them because that's kind of neat. Uh, Wayne Rogers' little quirk was that he didn't like to drive, and I'd give him a lift when we went out to location. My quirk was that on the way I would tell him my dreams and let him interpret them for me. No matter what he told me they meant, I believed him. In one dream, I was acting in a scene on the show, and the director had me say one of the lines while perched on top of an armoire. I told Wayne that a, what a nightmare it was for me. This is very important. Wayne said, directors are always asking us to do these unbelievable things to make it easier to shoot. Your dream is telling you to resist them. Don't give up reality. Don't do an armoire. From then on, we'd be rehearsing a scene, and one of us would be asked to do something completely improbable for the convenience of the camera, and the other one would whisper, don't do an armoire. I love that. So, that's just a little passage from uh, Alan Alda's book. On Wayne so if Rogers. you ask me to do something ridiculous, I'm going to say... <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, let's see here. Yeah, actually his uh, little filmography on the MASH wiki that I have, half of it is actually, after he left, BJ Honeycutt did this and this, which is kind of odd, but yeah. Did you have another story, though, about him coming to work in... Um. The other passage I found in the book wasn't terribly interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, he definitely did play an important part in I the think show. So. Yeah, I mean, we, you kind of get the sense that Margaret had a crush on him just a little bit. And um, there was something, was there something with him and Frank? No, that was with Margaret. Um, after the time that she got drunk and was going to leave MASH. And uh, they were trying to sober her up, and they took her in the shower, uh, Hawkeye and Trapper, and she said something about, um, you hunk. And Hawkeye said, well, thank you, and she said, no, not Hi. you, you, and she threw arms around Trapper. And then at the end of the episode, that little 
bit that they always do that's always funny, usually. I think there are probably some episodes that aren't, but um, Trapper comes in and Margaret has this massive hangover and Frank's trying to console her and Trapper makes some comment about, uh, to think of all those years I wasted taking showers by myself and Frank it's all <laughs> defensive. But, um, yeah, Trapper, an important character, ends up playing kind of a second fiddle to Hawkeye. But second fiddle, I think, is just as important or more important. Mm. You know, the straight man. The mm. Every show needs a straight man. Every show needs the, the second fiddle. Mm-hmm. Well, and in um, kind of along those lines, one of the things that you picked out in um, the first episode we watched this week, you know, Hawkeye makes some comment about, can we run him over? Right. And, and, and Trapper delivers the punchline. Really, and says, "How can I perform that for you? Yeah, how can I run him over? Yeah, right. Yeah, so I, yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't have a lot else to say about Trapper. I wish I did, but he was in seasons one through three. Great sidekick, or right. and or equal, however he mm-hmm. cho- chose to see it. But you never really, I don't think you ever really saw Trapper without Hawkeye, and." There were eight seasons without him. So there we see a lot more of B.J. Honeycutt. Which is why I keep saying his name. Yeah. But I wrote Trapper really big this time, so I don't make that mistake. Like, don't even say like that General name. General Barker Baker, Barker Baker, <laughs> last episode. Which is funny because this week, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, but talking about this week's episodes, the first one we watched was uh, season one, episode five, The okay. Moose. And I, I think both episodes had some really good messages this week. Yes, I absolutely love this episode five, mm-hmm. um, The Moose, just because it showed, I think it showed the true Hawkeye, his mm. feminism side. Yeah. It showed him saying, that's not right. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. But sure. was she happy? Was she not? Before we get too far into it, okay. how about a little uh, an, a, recap? A, a, a recap of the episode? If you want to do that, go ahead. Okay, um, The Moose was episode five in MASH. And what happened is Sergeant Baker, (laughs) just wanted to say that, um, came into camp saying some nasty things. He used words that um, Hawkeye didn't like, and he had a moose. Moose actually means, is Japanese for girl. At least according to the show. According to (laughs) Radar. He said that it means girl. So... um, what she was was his personal slave. She did his shaving, his washing, his ironing, his... He, she cleaned. Seemed very happy in that role. Mm-hmm. It was not sexual. It was just... Not slave, but he, he treated her well. Yeah. But she did all his cooking, cleaning, mm-hmm. and was good at it and was proud of what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hawkeye saw that as not a good thing. Yeah. People can't own people. He bought her for $500, and Hawkeye offered to buy her for more. He said, no, I would never get rid of her because of she's worth more than that now. And um, he won her in a poker game. Hawkeye won her in a poker game. Yes. Yeah. So then he actually, Hawkeye and the other surgeons actually taught her because they tried to send her home. She didn't want to go home. Mm. They, so they tried to teach her. So I, I got the reference, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he eats forever. So that's the kind of reference I saw 
with Hawkeye trying to teach her to live, to mm-hmm. support herself. He was. Yeah. He shared her with the nurses, introduced her to all the nurses. I loved when she said, but I am also beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am young he, and I am, I am also beautiful. <laughs> very beautiful. I just loved her confidence in herself. Yeah. It made me smile. It made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And they gave her that. Yeah. But I still think, was she happy in her role as a moose? Hawkeye said no because she didn't know any difference. But... She seemed happy, but yeah. was she just a happy person? Yeah. And and how does the episode end up? Because we, you know, oh. Hawkeye gets her, and then what oh. happens toward the And then the Hawkeye actually gets her family involved, a little smart-ass kid, um, <laughs> that he gets her family involved and wanted to send her back to her family. And so she went with her little brother, but got off the bus and came back, and Hawkeye actually sent her to live with the convent nuns. And it was funny because she actually ended the episode by saying, and God bless, but I'm only saying that for the nuns because I am Buddhist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she does end up being... Being herself. Being freed from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, know, I think you can already see that um, I'm talking to the listeners, not you. You you watched the episode. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a great message there because... You know, the the word that the sergeant used was gook. And Hawkeye took him aside immediately and said, I don't like that word. Don't use it around me. All right, sir. And I mean, the, this sergeant was, he was a staff sergeant, um, regular army, compared to the doctors who were drafted. He And he, Hawkeye was livid when he found out he had a moose. And yeah. went to, went to, um... His his superior and said, you need to do something about this. And he said, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. He's like, go to his superior. And he said, his superior has a moose also. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing to do. Yeah. And he said, release her. And he said, she'll just, they'll just pick her up on the other side. So there was no way around it. Yeah. And that's um, when when young he is the name of the, the young woman. And when they get her family involved her brother literally says i'm going to resell you yeah we can get 1500 easy for you yeah and they could have uh, yeah Thanks. because she did do a great job um but yeah you know the the social i think there were two good messages here one was what hawkeye said right at the beginning and that was you know don't don't use those derogatory terms really you know the right. sergeant baker referred to koreans using the term gook it don't use that which i think is a strong message first of all but then yeah that other message about we don't own people and especially the fact that you know this woman shouldn't be doing all this and i love what spear tucker said he said i thought this was war was about we were going to liberate people was that a misprint yeah Mm -hmm. oh another great Another great saying, yes. Yeah. Was that a misprint? Yeah. Because they were definitely not liberating people. No. And very interesting that that sort of thing did go on. And Radar makes the comment in the episode um, where, there, where where the doctors are talking about that. And uh, Radar's there and Hojan is back, which has a comment on the series. 
In the first episode, Hojan goes off to college. In oh, the yeah. fifth episode, Hojan is back serving <laughs> I didn't drinks. even realize that. Yeah. I don't know if he flunked out or what. <laughs> I'm sure that was just... Uh, what They what needed a, someone to go get her family. <laughs> yeah. I think in, in the comic books, that would be referred to as a retcon. But the, the, the series was never that concerned with continuity. Anyway, um, you know, Radar makes the comment... Uh, when the surgeons ask, well, what can we do about it? Well, if he's found out for having one, they'll make him give her up and they'll bust him. But the he can pick her up five minutes later. Right. And no change. And I get it. It's a war zone and there are other things going on. But I think that also makes a comment about war. And war a, situations. It's... You know, no matter how righteous you think you are as a freeing army, there are still things that go on. Right. Which is one of the downsides. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think that that's more than enough for <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> Sorry about getting everyone down on that. Um, <laughs> but what, what else did we see in this episode that's worth mentioning? Well, you mentioned the floor again. <laughs> we, so it, it was definitely a uh, wooden, wooden floor. floor. Yeah. Because Young he cleans it and <laughs> Trapper and Spearchucker call Hawkeye and go, Hey, somebody's committed a neatness. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was wondering how Margaret would have felt. Margaret and Frank were not in this episode. They were what, in Seoul? Yeah. Radar mentioned. Um like they that. weren't in this episode at all. But the whole time I kept as he was training Young He to be a nurse and introducing him to the other nurses, I was thinking Hmm, how would Margaret feel about young he becoming a nurse? Well, you know, I think two things are one I first of all I'd never considered that. That's a good point. I don't know how enthused Margaret would be about her being a nurse, but I think Margaret would have been absolutely appalled that they had a moose. That they had a moose. So I think that would have overridden the her. the other part and I think she would have I wonder if she would have helped she, train her. Or yeah. would would her serious side have taken over and said, uh-uh, keep her away from my girls? You know, it, yeah, I, 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 I'm not really sure where that would have went. I would like to know. I would like to think that Margaret Houlihan, even in season one, would have taken Young He under her wing. Under her wing. Yeah. yeah I would like you to know, think that. Yeah, because she does have her moments where you see the hair down Margaret... <laughs> Of the later seasons come through. Right. Yeah. So w I would hope the hair down and not the bun Margaret would have been there for young he. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the bun Margaret in the next episode. Um, yeah, because they weren't in this episode. So nope, if, if you're watching this one, you wouldn't, would not have seen Frank and Margaret. Yeah. Um, and maybe they didn't know how to deal with her becoming a nurse with Margaret. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I picked up little bits of trivia from watching this. Do you have anything else worth... Nope, nope. What else did you pick up? Um, just, you know, we see Ugly John again yep. in the episode. Um, there's actually another character in the poker game where Hawkeye wins Young He from Sergeant Baker. Cheating, though, I might well, add. Well, yeah, of course cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what really get how Radar saw through the glasses since there was wash behind... But, okay, that was, again... Yeah, you know, poetic license. <laughs> I mean, it, okay, yeah. I 
<laughs> Even at a lower level than that, you know, uh, radars like in the men's shower or something with a telescope. <laughs> Hawkeye is sitting to the um, profile on to Sergeant Baker with uh, <laughs> an earpiece in his ear. And which, wires hanging and down. A wire. First of all, I don't know that the wire would have looked like that at that point. Just for the simple fact that, um, okay, oh, so after, right. after JFK was shot... Uh, I think it was Walter Cronkite was on the news, and you see his earpiece, and it's this massive thing. I mean, it like, <laughs> it's covering his whole ear. So I don't think they would have had that small a technology. But putting that aside, if I'm playing a poker game, I'm not holding my hand up so that somebody who's in back of me with can a telescope can see it. I'm holding it up right in front of my chest. Dead Which every on. time you saw him, that's how they were. But they were tilted, so radar. Because if I'm holding him. him against my chest, it was yeah. Anyway. Anyway, like you said, it, <laughs> they didn't poetic license. <laughs> poetic license. Um, but we we also see another uh, captain in there. I, I assume he's a surgeon. We see him in a couple of other episodes. I don't know if he's ever named, but mm -hmm. th there was Trapper. Hawkeye, Ugly John, and the other guy, like Sandy Haired, and then there was the sergeant. Um, but yeah, Trapper and Hawkeye work their magic and get the sergeant way into loss. Yeah, he loses a thousand to him and also <laughs> ends up giving them a $1,200 marker. So they end up paying, in quotes, uh, $2,200 for young he. So they end up buying her just to try and get her out of that situation. But more more the point that Ugly... <laughs> you know, that's part of the episode. More to the point that we see Ugly John again. We saw Spear Chucker again. Just because I like to point out when these characters are in the show. Because Ugly John goes away after a while. Spear Chucker goes away after part of the first season. Um, in this episode, uh, after Hawkeye wins Young Hee when he's trying to send her away the first time before she goes to get her stuff... He starts kind of a dear dad monologue. He did. Yeah. That's right. I forgot to write that down. Yeah. And uh, he he's saying to himself, Dad, you know how you always wish I had a sister? <laughs> Which, by the way, if you remember um, an episode or two back, he mentions a sister in a dad, in a dear dad like episode. And here he states that he doesn't have one. <laughs> so that already we find that inconsistency but um and he actually does say dear dad um what else i i also noticed yeah. him with um nurse cutler hawkeye was with nurse cutler remember mm. last week we left with nurse cutler leaving with um wayne rogers or oh, really? trapper because he fought for her so oh, she was, was with him and now you see her more with yeah. With um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. No, that's... So I think she ends up. Was that in this episode or the next one? No, that's. Uh, I think. Both, mm. maybe. I know in the after the end of the next one. She. I, I just thought. She goes I thought into the swamp with them. Hey, I thought she yeah. was with. <laughs> yeah. She's oh. just a happy nurse. Yeah. It's it's a different situation. Right. Okay. You're right. I think. So is there anything else about... Nope, nope. Okay. So again, you know, nice nice social messages here. Um, great episode. Great episode. It really was. Um, the next episode, 
season one, episode six was Yankee Doodle Doctor. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> uh, should I give the synopsis? Go ahead. Okay. So basically what ends up happening here is we get uh, a new general, Brigadier General Crandall Clayton, who makes his first appearance in this episode. Um kind of leading this lieutenant who's a filmmaker in making a documentary about the MASH units in Korea. So that's the basic premise. He comes to the 4077th and uh, Colonel Blake suggests that Hawkeye be the lead doctor because what the, the lieutenant wants to do is make a documentary about the whole MASH but focus on one doctor. And I don't know why Hawkeye would think it would be anything else but it ends up being a big propaganda piece. You know, it's, right. it's, look at what we're doing over here, which is a message that we see a couple other times in the run of the series. And actually... Um, because their percentage, I think, was so high, they oh, got a little bit more of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. But just in general, you know, it, it was war, basically. So there, there's going to be propaganda. Um, you see the same sort of thing if you've ever watched Band of Brothers, which is a great miniseries by the way. Um, a lot of fighting, but I like it. Um, it. Yeah, it, it actually follows the, the 101st Airborne Division Easy Company Paratrooper Regiment um, as they're going in for World War II. But in one of the episodes, they talk about um, smile for the camera. Why? We gotta keep the people back home happy. Why do we need to keep them happy? They're not fighting the war. But they're paying for it. But they're paying for it. But, you know, just I see a similarity there because it's like this is a propaganda film for people back home. Well, you really need to be keeping up the morale of the troops. But um, anyway, off of that little soapbox, right. um, Hawkeye uh, objected to the propagandization of what they were doing there. And so him and Trapper end up kind of quitting the documentary and then going and exposing... Uh, the lieutenant's film. So it ruins the documentary. Then Henry comes in and pleads to them, you know, this would be a real shot in the arm for the 4077th. And they say, okay, well, we'll reshoot it. And they but we're going to make it our way. But we're going to make it our way. And they basically end up making it a mockumentary. They hey, that's, I like that name. Yeah. Did they call it that? No. Oh, um, okay. You just made that up. I like that. I, I can't. I can't take credit. There are other. <laughs> okay. There are other movies. Um, I can't think of the one, but there are there are various mockumentaries out there. Um, A Mighty Wind is one. Okay. Never yeah, heard it, the terminology. Yeah. I love it. Though. Yeah. They they, but then what I really love is, even though they do that, at the end, Hawkeye still delivers this really gut punch of a message, about war. After he makes fun of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end, it's him sitting still in his uh, 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 scrubs next to a patient. And he says something to the effect of, this man is wounded. We operated on him for so many hours. He has a 50-50 shot. That's war. And, and then it cuts. 
that's when General Clayton said, let's keep the first part, which was him talking. So yeah. let's, <laughs> let's not, you know, everyone likes to see themselves on mm-hmm. TV. So he kept that part and he kept the last part. But he cut out all of the Groucho Marx and Harpo Marx part. <laughs> which was great. Um, yeah, <laughs> Hawkeye was playing this very Groucho character with the cigar and the whole face. Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah, and Trapper was playing... <laughs> Harpo. Harpo. Where you can't all, talk. Yeah, and making all these sounds and honk, all honk. the props and all this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, at the end there's just a little cute bit with uh, Margie Cutler and her and Hawkeye go off into the swamp at the end. It does make me wonder, though, and mm. I've seen this in the news today. Mm-hmm. How many times is the real news misrepresented? Oh, a lot. Oh, more than we care to say. Yeah. I mean, I remember back, I mean, I know it was just like the Kakana Times, but there was a picture of my son standing by a seal at the Nature Center. It said, boys, first time at the Nature Center. Well, we lived down there, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but in war or in major stories, I mean, that was little in mm-hmm. a major story like the war. How many times is it misrepresented? What yeah. are we hearing? How much truth do we get? Mm-hmm. No, do we want to know the truth? Yeah, that's one thing that I think is wrong with media today, no matter which side, because um, I I know that decades ago there was where you had to kind of have it balanced. Right. You know, and that if, if you have two people who are talking across the issue, at least you get both sides. But now you don't have to have that, so every station can just give... What their side is. What their side is, regardless of what that is. And that's really what this was. Which, again, I mean, it was an army production, so you expect that. It's not, <laughs> it's, right. it's not like it has to be two-sided. <laughs> but um, And it was for the people at home, like you mentioned. It wasn't for, yeah, you know, to up the war or anything. It was no. for the people at home. Yeah, which is understandable. It was a war. I mean, that's what you do during a war, is you try and keep people engaged. But... One of the things I loved about this episode, though, particular episode, was when Frank was trying to be the... (laughs) And Margaret's just standing next to him, mouthing the words right along with him. Like, you know, she was so proud. Her chest was sticking out, and she was just mouthing the words with Frank as if she were saying the words herself. And that's when he termed the terminology, Yankee Doodle Doctor. Yeah, stuck his father in. And his cat then called called it macaroni. macaroni. Yeah, but... um. (laughs) Yeah, with regards to that scene, we see Margaret in that... It's not really a bun. It's yeah. sort of... It looks like a pill. It looks like half a pill <laughs> on, her on head. top of her head that she wound her hair into. And it's um, it's something that you pointed out. It's her uptight look. Yes, whenever her hair is like that, you know you're going to get uptight Margaret. Because then, when General Clayton comes for the showing <laughs> of the movie, she's wearing a bandana around her neck, her, her blouse, her... Uh, uniform shirt is unbuttoned like three or four buttons. Her hair is down and flowing and I mean... And she was General Margaret. Yeah, she... <laughs> yeah, the General's Margaret. The General's yeah. Margaret. But, and she was just flowing. She was graceful there. Whereas, you know, with her hair up, she's very commanding. She's a very rigid presence. So that was... And Frank is just Frank, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> all but um yeah what 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 are my notes so that was a really interesting part i agree and um even there you see the 
the lack of respect that Trapper and Hawkeye have. Because that was just a narration that Frank was going to do. But right. Frank is talking about the as the dogs of war bark. And, <laughs> and then they start... Oh, 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 Trapper's oh, leading oh. Hawkeye around like a trained dog. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they're drinking. Pardon me at the time. But... Uh. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes it easier. <laughs> Yours is empty, by yeah, the way. Yeah, mine is empty. <laughs> I, I'm on my second, so that's good. Um, no, it... Um, what what else about this episode? That's a lot of what I have. The, the I did like the General Clayton and Margaret, though. You could just see... Yeah. <laughs> and, and when he said... You know, get rid of the, you know, keep the front half mm. and the back half. Get rid of the middle, but mm. keep me a copy. Yeah. Because I want, a, we need a good laugh in our lives. Mm -hmm. So but, even the general realizes we need a good laugh. Yeah. And, you know, we see Clayton more than once. And Clayton yes. is generally a good guy overall. But in the end, he's army. But good buddies with um, with um, Henry Blake. Henry Blake. Yep. Yes. He, he says that in the beginning. A good friend of mine, Colonel Henry Blake. Um, but yeah, all the, all the generals seem to know Margaret. Yeah, all they do. Of them, every, <laughs> hair down, Margaret. <laughs> hair down, Margaret. All of them know Margaret. But uh -huh. um, yeah, the one other thing that I really wanted to mention, um, just because I didn't notice it, I and I I don't know if it's because I'm a guy or if I'm just not observant. After we see General Clayton. In the beginning of the episode, filming the beginning of this film, uh, we then see Hawkeye and Trapper in the swamp dancing. Yes. And like Laura mentioned, that Hawkeye was leading. Oh yeah. And you could tell because of the their hand positions. And I, I don't dance much. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It, I like to dance, but I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. Laura did bring that though. But so which Hawkeye was the leader. Was the leader, which goes back to what we were saying at the the top of this episode which was that Hawkeye really ends up being the lead character out of those two and Trapper kind of follows right so it th that was literally seen on screen where Hawkeye was literally leading I wonder if leading. they planned that though and I think they did it could be I don't know but um just wanted to bring that up uh some other some other cute parts of this episode um when they're actually doing the real filming with uh, Lieutenant Bricker. That's the lieutenant's name who's doing the filming. Um, there's a great part where Colonel Blake is in a, in a scene with Radar, and he's saying, like, we couldn't do without the wonderful work of these corpsmen, like Corporal O'Reilly. And Bricker cuts and comes up to Radar and says, it, it's great, but the sun is catching in your glasses. Can you see anything without them? And he takes off the glasses... No. See what? <laughs> Never mind. He puts them back on. Okay, but I need you to tilt your head down so that you so that we don't catch the glare. But look at the camera. So Radar puts his head back up. But keep your head down. So he puts his head down. But look at the camera. So he puts his head up. He never thought of just moving his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a really cute episode, and it goes back to that naivete of Radar. Oh yeah. That we start to see, kind of play out. I like the naive Radar better mm. than the first episode Radar. Mm -hmm. I think he becomes himself, who is naive, mm -hmm. in that first. I really think that first episode he was just, he was still finding himself. Yeah. And now he gets to be himself. Yeah. 
And the other part that I like too is for the first time in this episode, we see Hawkeye and Trapper really use radar as a distraction. Oh yeah. They they before they go and expose the film, they need to distract Bricker so that he's not in his tent with the film. And so they get Radar to sit down in the mess tent across from Bricker. Bricker's working his magic on a nurse, and they're about to walk out of the tent, and Radar says something like, what advice do you have for somebody trying to get into the business? And, and that didn't work. He was yeah. still going to go with the nurse, nurse until he played on his ego. Yeah. Well, how did you get started? How did you get started? <laughs> Bricker just stops. Oh, I get to talk about me. How did I get started? Well, and then he, I loved that part. Well, now that you mention it, yeah, ego, ego, <laughs> ego and trumps sex. Is apparently, best, <laughs> radar is at his best when he is mm -hmm. getting someone to do something for him because yeah, that's his intuition. Mm -hmm. Again, it's his way of listening. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. So, that's... what else did you see? Um. We actually talked about a lot. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, I think we covered most of my points. It, These are both episodes with really great messages, in my opinion, but mm. I guess there isn't a... I don't know if we just, like... I'm, I'm looking at the time for this episode, and we're at, like, 37 minutes. Last week, we almost recorded an hour. I don't know if it's just because we talked about Hawkeye more, which oh, there, yes, because there was a lot about Hawkeye. There is. Because, again, to, to touch on a point that I uh, brought up at the top of the episode, Hawkeye's around for 11 seasons. He's, like, the character we see the most on film. Uh-huh. Whereas Wayne Rogers' Trapper, he's on for three seasons. There isn't a lot. We don't learn a terrible lot about him. I mean, like, we know that he's married. We know that he, I think he has a daughter. And the characters, we didn't have as much, like, um, Virginia Ann Lee played Young Hee. But um, I looked her up. There was no information on her. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this was the only part that she has ever played. Mm -hmm. um, Sar Sergeant Parker, again, also didn't have a whole lot of information on his wiki page. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, you know, it just some of these characters, unfortunately, I would love to know more about them. But unless you get... Um, like a like a John Ritter. Oh, all right. You don't get a lot about them because a lot of people were on MASH. It was on for 11 years. I Longer mean, than the war. Yeah. <laughs> by three times. Uh, right. I mean, it was, it was on long enough where you could grow up watching MASH and then be on MASH. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Literally. That, I mean, that's, quite frankly, that's the same sort of thing that happens with uh, Star Trek series. You get people talking about growing up watching Star Trek, and then you get somebody like J.J. Abrams who ends up watching Star Trek as a kid and then directing it. Or uh, another side. I don't know Star Trek, so... Another, well, uh, yeah, I'm a geek. Hi. <laughs> I'm letting my geek flag fly. Um, Doctor Who. You get people like David Tennant. Or uh, even uh, the newest Doctor, Peter Capaldi, who grew up watching the series and now and end up being the main character there there are these you know if you have a series go on long enough that just happens and i think 11 years is enough for that to happen with mash 
<laughs> it's a great series. It is. Yeah, yeah, you can't get enough of it. There's no. just certain shows that, and this is one of them. Yeah. Um, just in terms of that, you know, not getting enough of it. I mean, I... Obviously, listener, you're not with us when we watch, but uh, we're, like, I watch with Gloria, and we, we, we're both watching with uh, Laura. Laura, right, and all of a sudden, I'll just break out in laughter. <laughs> right before. Like, so we know something funny is about to happen. Because I've watched the episode so many times, I know what's coming. The minute I see, like, the first two seconds of the actual episode, I know the whole thing. It just gets pulled up in my mind. And today, you started kind of doing the same sort of right. thing. And so Laura just finally said, do you watch these that much too? <laughs> I don't watch them. I did not watch them as much as you did. But there's certain things that do stick out. Sure. Um, the guys in their underwear when they drop the MASH 4047 <laughs> sign. During which the... you see in, in uh, episode um, six. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, it's unforgettable it's when, funny when they're re-recording yeah yeah when they're radar, re-recording but uh radar is just in his boxers and he's doing this <laughs> muscle pose with no muscles yeah but anyway, um, yeah i know you can't see me but. Yeah, she, she's making muscles she's trying to show us where the beach ball is and which way to the beach so uh, oh, not happening <laughs> but um Something else just to mention, um, like like I said, uh, the entire series is available on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, it's out there. You can watch it. Um, you know, I guess what we really should do at the top of every episode here that we do is just list off the actual mash episodes that we're gonna list that we're gonna watch, so that people can could like pause the podcast and then watch ahead of time if they wanted to. So I'm just guessing next time we're going to do... I don't know if well, there is a... Um, episode 7 and 8. Yeah. yeah, but is there a continuation? No. Because if there is a continuation, we will watch the full continued. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like I think we brought up last time, if there's a two-part episode, I think we're going to try and fit those two in the same right, as podcast. No matter what that takes. If that means we do three in an episode, so be it. Because, well, I don't personally like cliffhangers yeah (laughs) you know um but one thing if if you happen to have the dvds right and at least on mine which i got i got the seasons as they came out i'm not bragging although it is kind of (laughs) cool um i don't know if they remastered them in later releases like there's the uh mash medicine and martinis collection which is all the seasons, including uh, any specials that they did. And it's in one, you know, it, it's a box set. So it's a little more condensed. Mine are like the big, thick, when DVDs first started coming out, box boxes. Um, but you can listen to them without the laugh track. And I was mentioning in between episodes, if you want a really weird experience. Listen to it without the what, laugh watch an episode of mash without the laugh track and you feel like something's wrong in life it just you know that there should be a funny part but there's nothing it's so weird but anyway that's an aside um i think that does it for yeah tell us about your book and where they can get a hold of us if they want to add to this yeah i mean absolutely so again um this podcast you know you can connect with us by going over to 
narclaninc.com, the website. I'll be updating that. Uh, if you don't see where it needs to be updated, if you're listening to this in the future and you don't see where it needs to be updated, I've done it already. Hello, future people. <laughs> um, again, not mine. I stole that from a different podcast. But, uh, you know, if you have any uh, critiques of this episode, if you have any suggestions for us, anything that you would like to comment on, email us at whiskeyandmash, all one word. Just the whiskey and mash part, not whiskey and mash, all one word. That's not the email address. <laughs> Whiskey and Mash at narclaninc.com, and we will read every email. If we get enough emails, we'll do a whole mailbag episode and respond to those on air. Um, aside from this podcast, Whiskey and Mash, which you can find again on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, or on our website, you can download the MP3 files. Pardon me, the MP3 files directly. If you search on iTunes or your favorite podcast app for Whiskey and Mash, separate words this time, or if you search for Chris Pullman or Gloria Ackerman, you should be able to find us out there, and you can find this podcast. Um, I also do another podcast where uh, I'm trying to be a writer, and I'm actually reading my first book. That's also over on Narclan Inc., and uh, that is called Chris Reads Book. So you can, if you feel like checking that out, you can head over to the website, download those MP3s again, or go on to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Chris Pullman. That'll get you there as well. Or Chris Reed's book. Great voice for listening to also. I love to listen to his books. His voice just you get entranced in it so well, i suggest you go out and get the books and they're very good well thank you yeah and i'm i'm in the process of re-editing my first book to try and make it a little more readable uh the podcast there that's my first one so the first few episodes are a little rough uh please bear with me that one is a serial podcast since i'm reading the chapters in my book it goes uh in order so that's when you'd probably want to start from the beginning and re- right. and listen through just sorry I might re-record the first few episodes of that at some point in the future, but for right now, the first few are a little rough. But, uh, so yeah, listen to them in order. This one you don't have to. This one you can pick up and put down, as you will, because we just, you know, we're just doing this because we love MASH, and we want to talk about it, and we want an excuse to watch it together. And get on the com- get in the conversation with us and email us. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing, if you really like this podcast one thing you could do to help support us share it share it with a friend share it with a family member share it with a co-worker someone you know who might also like mash you know help us spread this podcast around and get it out there help us reach more people so i don't know i don't have anything else so Me either so we're off okay there's uh, no mash sign off so we no yeah <laughs> the, yeah until next time you know See you next week. Yeah, have a great week. I like those two episodes. Yeah, they were good. Again, those are the kind of episodes that have this sort of message why I really wanted to do this in the first place. Right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.